day nine of Drive Candace to Radiation. And on today's podcast, you're going to hear from my friend Vanessa. She has seen some very dark days, um, has been through a lot of trauma, and is beginning to that part of her life where um, she's trying to climb back up out of the mountain of that grief and um, discover who she is as a person outside of the grief that she carries. I, I really respect Vanessa. I'm really excited about this conversation and I hope it blesses you. Thanks for listening in. Welcome to the Drive Candace to Radiation podcast. Yes. Woohoo! So happy to be here. Hey, in the car with me right now is my good buddy Vanessa. Hello, hello. Yay. So happy to see your face. Yay. I love you. Um, Vanessa, uh, when did we meet and what bonded us to each other? So we met through Faith Center, yeah. through church, and I feel like what initially bonded us was you had a group of women come into your house and we had dinner, I think once a month, a few times, and just had some round table discussions, um, that were deeper than the norm and it was just at a time when I needed deeper relationships and yeah. I just remember thinking this lady is so cool and I just want more of her in my life yeah. I, I love a good conversation about a table around a table I'm not yeah. gonna lie like I Vanessa I don't know if you know this about me but I think up the strangest group of humans that I know, <laughs> like the most divergent group that I can pop and like think up dinner parties of people all the time. Oh my God. I dream about it. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. You know that song, I Want a House with a Crowded Table? Yes. Placed by the fire for everyone. Yeah, that's that's my that's my mantra. I like love I it. love it. I love it. That's so good. I remember because I was very young at the time, and I remember that was the like one of the first times when I really felt like a like an adult or like a lady or a woman, <laughs> um, bringing my you know my little dish over to my ladies' dinner and um, yeah, it was just really special. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, you and I have seen some things together. We've seen some things. We've been, we've we've done some more bonding. We've done more bonding. Since then. <laughs> yes, we have. Um, so I want to talk about kindness. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I think it's like a superpower that people can just wield, and it is amazing. Um, what is something kind someone has done for you recently? So I don't know if you know this. You might know this, but um, I came up just to transition um, with my housing situation and just really wanting a new season in life. And so um, Joanne and Lauren Christensen opened up their loft that they built onto their shop. Is that where you're at? That's where I'm at. That's where Ruckus and I live right now. And um, it has just been such a blessing. Um, The Lord totally orchestrated it. I just feel very seen and very nurtured. Um, And it was just a really great place to land. I needed to land and I needed to, um, as I was telling you, I'm kind of shifting like out of survive and to thrive and just needed to get some ducks in a row, get some healthy habits in my life. And so she, Joanne is just helping me in a lot of ways and 
just kind of helping me put my pieces together how I want them. And um, so it's very kind that they opened up their, their beautiful, it's gorgeous, yeah. um, little apartment to us. Yeah, I saw you had posted a picture and, and Ruckus was like <laughs> in the shower in like this little tubby thing. Yeah. But I was like, dang, that's a nice looking shower. Where is she? That's, <laughs> that's not her old house. I feel, no, no, no. I feel like I'm on retreat every morning in the shower. But he doesn't like the shower. He's used to baths. Right. So we just got a tote um, in this gorgeous shower. Yeah. Just a little gray tote that my five-year-old <laughs> takes his bubble bath and what a magical place for him to like grow up in that's yes. really yeah. so fun because they're kind of out in the country so yeah yeah, yeah. cool Vanessa yay yeah, so um, that is kind what is super interesting or fun for you right now so I recently um, picked up puzzles like yeah. jigsaw puzzles yeah and um, I'm so about them. <laughs> like, they excite me a lot. Was this something you thought that you, like, never thought you would do? Never thought I would do. Never thought I had time to even yeah. look at the puzzle aisle. Um, but, yeah, I'm on my second one. Well, technically my third one. My second one um, kind of got destroyed, and I was sure I lost some pieces. And I wasn't ready to commit to finishing it only to find sure so I threw that one away yeah that's the worst but um I'm so yeah there I use it just as a time to relax and manage anxiety yeah. at the end of my day it helps me unwind yeah I love that I always underestimated puzzles I never understood why people do them we, we've done some puzzles uh, recently, especially over chemo, we were doing some. But then I got overwhelmed. I'm not a good puzzle finisher. My sister, like a rock star. Like amazing. So is my dad. So if you need to borrow some puzzles. I do. Girl, Perfect. I've got you. I've got you. Okay. Um, is there a book, a show, a podcast, or a food that you love right now? Something that you'd recommend? Mm. Or something else? I mean, it doesn't have to be one of those things. Yeah. Let's see. got to think this one. No worries. Um, I would recommend the air fryer Okay. to anybody who doesn't have one. I am not one who jumps on like kitchen appliance trends. The Instapot never really got into it. Yeah. Um, but so everyone was talking about their air fryer, air fryer. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Then I don't know why, but one day I just got one and I air fry everything I can. Nice. And it's so easy and I can just chop some veggies, throw it in there, throw in Ruckus's chicken nuggets, call it a day. Like yeah. so easy. Uh, not very much mess at all. And yeah. yeah, Gracie has one. And when she came um, to live with us and take care of me, she we like tried it out. Oh my gosh, you are right. Like you're this so so easy. Like so easy. sweet potato fries. Oh yes, bless it. Yeah, uh, steak bites too. Steak bites. Okay, yeah, so awesome. good. Okay, Vanessa's recommend everybody is the air fryer. Now you will hear this podcast later. I, however, know that it is Amazon Prime Day today. Yes. <laughs> today was the day to get your air fryer because yep. I saw some on sale. Hopefully you guys did. Hopefully you did. Um, okay, here we go. This is an interesting question. 
what is something you wish you had known 10 years ago? How old were you 10 years ago? I was 19. Bless it. 19. So little. So sure I knew everything. So sure my life had arrived. Um, I would tell myself, I would tell myself a lot. (laughs) I would tell myself that the best is yet to come and not to be in a rush to arrive at anything, to take time to experience life, experience things, experience different people and just, just take time. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Slow down. Slow down. Don't make any quick decisions. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, you have time. And you're not even fully developed yet. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. Is there anything about me, something about me, Vanessa, that you've always wanted to know but never asked? Let's see. Hmm. I want to know what your pet peeves are or what annoys you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think my biggest annoyance is when someone is clearly hurting in the group and another person is like absolutely not cluing in to that hurt Mm. and and you can tell that that person is like it's becoming worse and worse and nothing's I like I can't I'm I'm to the verge of just like do you not see this yeah right and I get really super judgy about it (laughs) because maybe they don't see it I don't know but I'm I don't I get really annoyed at that if you're gonna be pardon my French a jackass in front of like to someone yeah I'm not I don't like it I don't like bullies I get annoyed by that and I get annoyed by people who are, um, oh gosh, so full of themselves. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Only looking at themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's their world. Everyone else is in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't handle it. I think I was formed too much by Mr. Rogers to be able to handle that business. Right. <laughs> so yes, love your neighbor. <laughs> Do you even know you have a neighbor? That's what I want to say. Like, hello, there's a neighbor. Yes. They're like, they're not okay. Yes. Um, I think what else is annoying to me? Um, I think my family could probably list off better than I, I, I could. Cause they're probably like, Oh my God, this is what she's, this is why she always yells at us about. Um, I like, I get annoyed. Hmm. I have to think about it. I'm not annoyed very often, but it usually has to do with relationships. Yeah. Relationships are usually what annoys me the most. Um, probably that, probably just like when you are so self-focused that you're not cluing in on somebody else's stuff and pain, that is really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is something you would tell yourself 10 years ago Mm. and, or what's something you wish you knew when you were breaching 30 like myself? Okay. So I'm 46, so I was 36 10 years ago, and if, like, at 29, I had just, like, at 28, I'd had all three of my babies. So I was, when I was reaching 30, 
we were about ready to buy our first house and I have three little kids and I was super um, worried about what other people thought about my kids. Way too much that I caused that I I was I was like stress a stressy mom yeah and that wasn't good for them and it wasn't good a good vibe in our house um, I would shortly learn something different at, right quickly after that time period by the time I was thirty six um, because I think trauma I went through a traumatic thing that happened in in my thirties and I. Um, kind of got a, be- a better perspective on loving people more. I, I wasn't. I feel like I, I needed to go through something like that because I, my, my heart needed to be broken. I knew I wasn't loving enough um, of a human, and I think trauma will do that to you. Yeah, because really <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be compassionate because you just went through something really hard, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I was more compassionate towards my kids and more compassionate towards other people. And probably more compassionate to myself. Um, But I definitely feel like 30s are way better than their 20s. A hundred (laughs) percent. And 40s are even better. And I had just talked to somebody who was in her 50s, and she's like, the 50s are the best. So, because I really think there's this gradual thing of, like, you don't care. Yeah. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) You just know yourself better, and things that used to bug you don't bug you anymore. Um, And you're kind of a more fully developed human and kind of understanding what makes you tick. Like, you're talking about coming out of... um, trauma yourself um, and many years of trauma and so you're putting your life back together and you're kind of learning how you are who are you even who are you yes yeah Yeah. outside of trauma outside of relationships like at the end of the day who is Vanessa Mm -hmm. and I don't know (laughs) yeah and I still I'm like I'm in the middle of a trauma right like I'm I'm still experiencing it and um, I, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. Like, I don't know what the next thing is, but I'm also been through that cycle before. So I think what I would tell myself back then, um, that I know now is that I, it's going to work out. Like you're like, you don't have to stress about what's the next thing's going to be because it, it will present itself when it's the right time. And, um, and I have just a lot more peace about that than I did before. So yeah, I would, I would chill out as a mom, (laughs) you know, (laughs) chill out and not worry about some of those things and just really be, I was beginning in my thirties, um, like right before I turned 30, I was beginning that process of really understanding who I was. And my kids responded so well to that because when they saw me doing things that brought me joy, they wanted to be, they were like supportive of it, wanted to be a part of it. Um, like it, it didn't, I always thought it was, if I did those things, like it would detract from my time with them and it's not the case. Yeah. That's so good. I think, you know, talking about the 30s are better and the 40s are better. I truly think that I, um, or I know that I thought that like life, like I arrived or I peaked like when I got married. And I think that's why I got married so young. And um, that's where just the slow down, like, you know, let's just enjoy the hills and the valleys of life. Um, 
I was so eager to arrive at what I thought was the destination and now 29 and single <laughs> I'm like there are so many peaks and summits ahead yeah. that in different aspects of life and it feels really good to have things to look forward to and not yeah. force things to happen or rush towards what you think success is yeah I'm just coasting yeah. you know Success looks so different when you, when depending on where you are in the valley and the mountain, yes. like success looks yeah. real different. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Some days, it's, some days it's victory when I sit down to my puzzle and I have 15 minutes before I fall asleep. That is, that is arriving at yes. life. Sitting down to my puzzle. Yes. You're a working mom, a single parent, like you got to do what you need to do yeah. to keep you healthy. Yeah. Because that's going to be the best for Rocky. So, 100%. Let's switch gears a little bit. Um, Do you have any experience with cancer? What's your experience with cancer? I have um, just a little bit. My Nana um, was diagnosed with cancer... I want to say maybe like 2011, 2012, she had um, lymphoma and um, it was really, at that time, it was like the first really big tragedy that hit our family and um, it felt like somebody who was always so unshakable is you realize how fragile they are, how fragile life is, how fragile the family structure is. Um, yeah, and it, I just remember being very scared. I had just graduated high school and I remember asking my mom, I had plans to go um, to move across the state to do a program and I had asked my mom, like, should I still go? Just, I was scared and I didn't want to be away from her or family and, um, yeah, it just was very weird because it was so unknown to me at the time. Like, yeah. illness of any kind yeah. was so foreign. Um, illness like, the, you know, like cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she did chemo and she went into remission. I don't know how much long... I don't know much details about her journey. Sure. Sure. Um, I was away for that yeah. first year of her being treated. Um yeah, so it's very weird. It felt big, and I was very distant from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's hard when you kind of, like, you know it's a big thing happening, especially when you're young, and you really don't know how to navigate that very well. Like, yeah. you just, you've never had to navigate something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're, you're like, how do I, do I go? Like, what? I don't understand the threshold. Like, what's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I wish now... I don't regret going and still moving and doing my after high school thing. Um, But I wish that I had connected more with her when I did see her or talk with her and just ask her about her journey. She has, uh, she passed away last summer and now realizing I never heard from her really what it was like. Um, She was always a very hard worker, a very strong woman. And so she... um, I don't know how much vulnerability she would have shared about her journey. Just not that the two are exclusive, but I think some people do compartmentalize that. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, so I don't know what she would have shared, um, but I wish I would have asked more sure. about her journey. Sure, yeah. I think we can, I think we've all had grandparents like that where you don't know all the things and you don't really know if you're invited into asking. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. really know if that's something they want to talk about. Yeah. 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 But it, it is kind of good, good. I, th I think had I, I think I would have asked more questions of my grandparents. Um, but I know that feeling too, because you're kind of like, I don't know if they want to talk about it. Yeah. I think they would have though. As a grandchild, you kind of have permission to do things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have. And so, yeah. yeah, that's good advice for people yeah. listening in. Just ask. And I think the worst thing that could happen is they say they don't want to talk about it and it's awkward for a couple minutes or a couple seconds and yeah. you move on. Yeah, definitely. Um, any questions for me? Yes. Okay. What is a challenge in any aspect that you've come up against with cancer that you were not expecting? Okay. Um, there are many challenges to cancer. And you try, I think, your hardest to research kind of what you might encounter. But I think one of the, one of the challenges is people, they don't know how you're going to react to the chemotherapy. They don't know how your tumor is going to react. They don't know how you're going to react to radiation. And you kind of think that they do. <laughs> you kind of have this idea that this has been around for a really long time, right? And so you have to switch your mind and go, okay, we, we're, we are all on a journey right now and we don't know. Because you really, that the unknown is, especially in the beginning of cancer, is really difficult. That's, it's, it's almost easier once you have the plan in place and you kind of understand and even though you're going to have to go do really hard things at least there's a plan in place yeah um because the unknown is probably the scariest and I think um I think just in another practical thing like I don't know if I ever heard this before outside I hadn't heard this but I had chemo induced menopause and like yeah. nobody told me anything about that yeah um and I don't know whether it's just because there's so many more people that are going through chemotherapy and like cancer treatments and things like that after menopause but I think for a lot of women especially if you're in childbearing I mean we're done having kids god bless it we are done but um you know for a lot of women that is devastating if you are like yeah. thinking about having kids and I think that would be really difficult but also you're having to deal with all the menopausal symptoms on top of all your chemo symptoms and so it it's it's one of those things that you kind of well I guess I'm getting it done in the worst part of my life and it'll be done <laughs> kind of all or it's like what fresh hell is this like we're yeah. doing this on top of everything you know yeah. you kind of go back and forth and then I had an OBGYN tell me that um I could, my period could come back and I could, you know, go back into it. And I was like, are you telling me I could potentially have to have menopause twice? I'm sorry. That math does not check out. No. Try again. But, um, I think, you know, um, having chemicals roll around in your body and in your brain are, it's not a good feeling. It is how you think it's going to be. It's really, really not good. And I think they bring you as close to death as they possibly can. And, um, you know, and 
and you have to that it just feels horrible it just feels really yucky and you don't feel like yourself and I think that's one of the things why I liked I wanted to talk about like not cancer things in addition to cancer things on this podcast because I and this may not be true for everybody but sometimes you want a little break from the cancer life and the cancer conversation that you're still yourself because cancer like steals so much of who you are um I'm not working I'm not you know I can't be kind of the parent that I want to be I can't be the wife that I want to be I can't be the friend that I want to be because I'm so tired and sick like uh, for months on end you know um and you don't really escape it and so it's really nice to be able to talk about like fun things or things that have nothing to do with cancer yeah right yeah yeah did I answer your question because yeah. I don't know like yeah. this 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 I think this is the other funny thing like I'm doing a podcast and I still have brain fog y'all so I don't know <laughs> yep, you answered you okay, answered good. it yeah sounds good um is there a limit to how many questions no go for it um let's see cancer related or not or do you want to keep it whatever you want cancer journey um let's see not you okay let me preface with this you know how much I hate the um the let's just put a rainbow over it and not acknowledge the pain and the trauma and the hurt right so not doing that but because in my own journey with different things but trauma and um grief and everything I have found so many little nuggets little treasures in the midst of piles and piles of crap and piles and piles of pain so what are some of your favorite maybe it's an act of kindness or just your little nuggets or your little glimmers of treasure that you've found in your journey I would say that the some of the most surprising people rise to the occasion. People you don't think are like you've made a connection with or like they they just rise to the occasion and have just done so many amazing things on my behalf. And I I, I'm I'm kind of surprised and shocked because I didn't think you think it's going to be the ones that are the closest to you, which some of those things have been true too. But then it's some of these random people, and you're yeah. like, whoa, you are really important to my life right now. Yeah. And I didn't think that was, you know, trauma does that. But I, um, I think that I am really proud of myself and it's really hard for me to say that out loud because I think I've been conditioned you don't ever say that yeah you know like why would you ever say that about yourself right Right. that's prideful to say that you're proud of yourself (laughs) yeah we're supposed to make it so others can yes and I and I I feel like I have done something and am doing something on behalf of myself and my family to fight for health and I'm really proud of myself because it's been really hard I think one of the things that one of the fears I had was that I'm continuing on not feeling good and and, and people really want to say 
oh, is it getting better? Is it, are you doing good? Like, how are you doing? And you're like, I, I'm still, and, and you feel like you're tedious to people because yeah. you're still not feeling great. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll feel great. Like, I don't know when I'm going to feel great again. Um, and I'm still dealing with all sorts of symptoms. I don't want to list them all off to you, but I'm not feeling good. So if I don't list them to you, is that going to, you know, do I have to prove it right. that I'm not feeling good? Or do I have to play this game like, you know, alleviate your stuff because you want this to kind of go away and you yeah. want it to be better for me? Yeah. So I don't know how to always navigate that really well because I kind of want to say I'm still not, I'm still not okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's something I'm learning. Um, but I'm also learning that I can trust people in that too. I didn't, they're the ones that are, the family that are closest to me, I think that see me every day, they, they understand like, I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but I was worried in the, like that those relationships would, would manifest that way too, where they would be like, you know, kind of moving on and I'm kind of like, I still need help. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't been the case. Yeah. So how weird is it that socially, like people like you, like me, feel like we are inconveniencing others when we're not okay. Yeah. Like we're we're similar in that way. Oh yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to admit, Candace, I even being on the other side of it at times, being the person that people are asking, "Are you okay?" and going through this stuff. Even like seeing you out in public the other day, I'm like, how are you? How are you feeling? And like, I cringed inside myself because like the hopeful side of me wants my friend to be okay. But I just was like, that was gross. <laughs> like Candace knows that was gross. No, but I didn't think it was gross because here's the deal. I know you've seen some things and I know I can be honest with you. I yeah. can be like, if it's somebody that you can be honest with that you can say, I am not okay, yeah. you know, whatever, for whatever reason, yeah. then it's but absolutely ask me that. But I do have a script for others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being gracious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just want people to be okay. And, and I think too, like, I mean, I could go on about this. I won't go on and on, but I think, um, our scale, like you said, I've seen some things. So like our, our perspective is like, it's relative, right? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, if you, yeah, yeah like, yeah, I don't know. I, there are people who scare me. Uh, yes, I'm not going to. Yeah, you've okay. seen. We're going to take the next exit. Okay. Um, yeah, we you've seen some things. That, and I know because I got to I had the honor of being on part of your journey with you. So I know, you know, you there's nothing that I can. Yeah, you're going to get it. There are other people. I don't know if that's true for them. And so I'm kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what would you say is an alternative something people something people could ask oh um I think a good thing to ask let's see um yeah instead of how are you even just I feel like even just statements go yes, a long statements, ways that's what I've been thinking about you I've been thinking about you I'm that's exactly what I was thought I'm happy to see you yes I hope you are yeah. journeying. Like, I hope you're holding up okay. Yeah. Which even that's a little meh, optimistic. But, um. Because you can feel alone 
yeah. in your journey. And I think I'm thinking of you or I've been thinking of you. I'm so glad to see you. I think yeah. those are all really safe, good ways to be trauma-informed for yeah. your friends. Yeah, because your traumatized <laughs> friends don't want to answer questions. Like, especially if you're somebody like us who's overthoughtful of other people's yeah. feelings. Like, now it's a burden that we make you feel better. Yes. And you're the one with cancer. <laughs> so, like, just don't ask your traumatized friends questions. Just statements. Yeah. Short and sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think for people that are closer... And, like, a more intimate question, like, how can I show up for you or um, how can I love you right now or even just talking about it, like, but out and about, you know, you don't want to get too deep, but... Yeah. Be gentle with your trauma. Be gentle with your traumatized friends. No question. Um, We're going to go right here, Vanessa. Um, We are in Pendleton right now. We're headed towards, right past the hospital on on the way back. That's where we're going to go. Um... So, last question here. Yeah. Vanessa, you and I could talk for a long time. We could. Um, Vanessa, you get to heaven a long time from now. And there's God. What yeah. do you hope God says to you when you get to heaven? I hope that he says, you know, it's so overdone, the, the well done, good and faithful servant. But... Really, like, because I have had to face some really hard things and have tried to still do right, even in the midst of pain and suffering, I really do want to hear him say, like, you did good. You suffered well. You helped others well. You did it well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and then I've got questions for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Like, let's go have a sit down, yeah. sir. You need to explain something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't mean to, you know, be shallow or cliche, but I, I do want to hear that yeah. he's proud of me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sister. Well, everybody, we're almost to radiation. I, <laughs> I had an interesting thing happen yesterday. We're going to go past this next light back here, up here, and turn left um, on the second light. Yeah. We went to Thor, Love and Thunder, which I love a Marvel movie. Love it. Um, Summer blockbuster. I think they're funny. I love, like, Ragnarok was hilarious. So I was, like, gearing up for, like, super fun times. You know, the kids were there. Mike's there. We're in there. And I am, like, having a complete trauma response because this movie is about, like, a cancer survivor. Oh, my God. So Jane is, like, in cancer treatments. Like, she's literally hooked up to um, oh infusion. And she's getting chemo. And, like, she she slowly degrades. And then she, like, spoilers, she dies. Oh, gosh. Um, and I am, like, I, I'm sorry. We need to... <laughs> Like, we need to put this out for people. So I'm just trigger telling, warning. trigger warning everybody who's a cancer patient listening in, be careful before you yeah. go to that movie. And those things that blindside you. Oh, it was so, like, not expected. Because you're just expecting a summer blockbuster and, like, good times, which I did laugh a lot. It was really funny. And I liked the movie. I just came with, like, and also anxiety. With yeah. a side of anxiety now. Oh my gosh. And Mike's, like, holding my hand. And Gracie's, like... 
manifesting. <laughs> She's just like, we're just like, oh my God, like we can't, like, like there's, nope, nope. <laughs> we can't, we know what that means. And you're just, yeah, I, oh. I, she, there's one point when she reaches up and she's squeezing. Um, no, keep going. Yep. You're good. Um, she's squeezing. I'm, Listener, I'm trying to tell Vanessa where we're going and podcast at the same time. And, and I'm her story. And I've got chemo brain. I'm like, come on, let's give me a clap right now. You're going to keep going up here to okay. the, and then there'll be a stop sign. Okay. And you're going to turn left to the stop sign. Perfect. All right. Anyway, back to our story. So, like, I, yeah, I, there's, she's squeezing the bag and she's got it hooked up like she's an IV, right? And you're, I, I, my body, I had like a psychosomatic, response oh my, God. <laughs> my body started like yeah. you know not feeling good so I was not expecting that at Thor Love and the Thunder Jeez. <laughs> in the middle of there so yeah. I'm going to I definitely need to see a trauma response <laughs> like a trauma counselor at yeah. some point because I feel like oh I got some things to work out oh yeah I gotta be able to go to Thor and not like freak out right. not just <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, radiation is going pretty great. I started having some symptoms um, last night, and um, I'm starting to get more tired, and my skin's starting to change a little bit, but I'm doing pretty good. I um, Chemo was a lot more difficult than this radiation for me. So it might not be for other people, but for me, it's been pretty good. So headed in for another radiation. Thanks for listening in, friends. Thanks, Vanessa, for being in the car with me. Yeah, thank you for joining me on in the car. In Love the it. Car. Okay, tune in next time. I don't even... Oh, Ellen Carr. Ellen yeah. Carr in the car. Ellen Carr in the car. Let's go. Okay, thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening in, friend. I really appreciate it. This is really fun for me. But I hope for you, there's some takeaways on just being a good neighbor. Just somebody who's willing to to jump in and say, yeah, I'll help you out. If you are a cancer survivor, or if you're currently going through cancer, please know that my heart is with you, that my prayers are with you, and that you are more connected than you realize and you are more loved than you could ever understand. Please tune in next time. We will have a great time on the podcast, driving over the mountain where I get radiation and make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Have a great day. Mm